It's Becca Brown. Thanks for being here. You're listening to episode number 22 of the More Than Weight Loss podcast. Uh, let's see, what's the title of it? Hang on. Your brain loves drama and it's keeping you from losing weight. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the More Than Weight Loss podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brown. I'm a certified life coach and a certified nutrition coach. And I'm here to make your weight loss journey easier, more doable. Because why not? This is the podcast to listen to if you're a mom trying to lose weight, and especially if you're a mom trying to lose weight and you've tried before in the past, and that's felt really hard. I'm gonna teach you what you need to know from both the physiological side of things and the mindset side of things. Let's do it together. Okay, sometimes I like to redo those intros, and that probably, the one I just recorded, probably is worthy of a re-record, but just going to go with it. I have notes. We're going to cover this. The truth is, is I noticed this. I noticed this often, actually. The other thing that I notice is often I'm uh, on Facebook. I'm part of a few groups full of people trying to lose weight because it's a great place for me to hang out because I have some really awesome things to tell them (laughs) that I think is helpful. But I notice that oftentimes the messages that people post when they post looking for help, asking for, I don't know, help or answers or motivation or support, they sometimes get a little bit dramatic. And I can certainly relate to this. Let let me be clear. This is not me being critical. This is me recognizing that I used to be in this space. I used to occupy the space like it was my full-time job. And so I hear it on Facebook. I hear it sometimes from my clients, especially when we're first working together, because, um, when we work together, we kind of clear up some of this, some of the drama. But oftentimes, when we're talking about or thinking about trying to lose weight or our weight loss efforts, or some might say our weight loss fails, oftentimes it sounds pretty dramatic, right? Like, and I can, again, I can totally relate to this. Or it's like, there must be something wrong with me. It's me. It's my brain. <laughs> or like, this is too hard. I can't figure it out. Uh, recently, especially in light of like Easter, I saw lots of posts of like, how am I supposed to make this work? How can I make it through this dinner out, this Easter brunch, this birthday party, this whatever, like the, the specificity of a lot of these, um, posts are really interesting. There's nothing wrong with them. I, people are just looking for support and I get that, but it's really interesting how it, it becomes this very dramatic story even just um, the littlest things can become a very dramatic story. Like for instance, there was one post is like, I have to go to this, I don't remember what, it wasn't my post. I have to go to this function and this is the food that they're gonna serve and I can't figure out, can someone please like help me figure out like the nutrition on this, like what the numbers would look like for this one thing. It was just so specific as though all of their success hinged upon their ability to accurately, that's the word I'm looking for, to accurately track the nutritional facts of this one meal, this one item, this one entree or whatever that they were eating. It's a pretty dramatic way to look at it, right? And the truth is, is our brain loves drama, not This isn't like your brain loves drama. That's not what this podcast is. This podcast is, is our brains love drama. It's a human 
characteristic. This is just how our brains are um, programmed or set up. That's, that's, that's how they came. And I, I want to shed some light on it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, again, it's how our brains were programmed. It's not especially helpful though, I find. And so I want to offer a way to kind of um, deal with the drama-seeking qualities of your brain because the truth is, is I believe that it's this quality that we all share mostly that's making it actually harder for you to lose weight. That if we could find a less dramatic story, if our brains could love the drama a little bit less, that it might be easier. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, and again, this is just how our brains work. There's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you're like, basically you can just expect a lifetime of struggle and not the success that you're looking for. Not at all. It's just good to know. Well, it's just good to notice it and then just be completely aware and enlightened to the fact that you can get past this. You can see it, recognize it, increase your awareness around it, and then you can redirect your brain to other things. You can move away from the drama. You can make another choice, right? The drama, a dramatic story is always available, but there are other options available as well that you can totally choose. Um, And so today's podcast is going to be a couple of stories that I've noticed, one of my own, and like stick with me because I'm actually a little bit embarrassed to share this one, but in like, I'm an open book and I just feel like I'm just so excited to be able to help others through what I went through. And so if that requires me to tell a kind of embarrassing story, I'm mostly all in. I'm hesitantly all in. Does, is that a thing? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story from my past that was very dramatic and I think got in the way. I had lots of stories. So don't let me, don't misunderstand me and start to think that this was my only story. I had dramatic stories to the end of time that I believe stood in the way and made things hard, harder for me. So I'm going to tell you one of mine. And then I'm going to tell you one that is very common, that very commonly comes up with people that I talk to or clients. Again, like I said, at the beginning of our work together, because if I haven't been clear about that, this is one of the things that I do with clients is like they come with their brain and their goals and I show them what's happening in their brain that's keeping them from their goals oftentimes. And then we find new things to direct their brain to and that what goes along with it is there's, I tell you all the things to do, right? Like I give you the numbers. I give you, I give you the drama free side of weight loss. It's all the things to do that if we don't get our brain in line, they're just impossible to do. But if we do get our brain in line, listen here, this is, this. I want to flag this part. If you do get your brain in line, it's actually quite easy. It's not actually really difficult at all. I was talking to a client this morning. We did our coaching session and, um, we were talking about planning and she was saying how it's just, I'm getting a little tired of it. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Because I spent six or seven minutes yesterday sitting down. I was watching a show with my family and it was a show we'd watched. We watched the office all the time. And, um, I just spent six or seven minutes probably on my phone, on my little app, planning my food for the next day. And then I get up 
and I work out and I eat my food and I've already, all the decisions have already been made. She's like, it's just so hard to plan. And I'm like, actually, I don't think it's hard to plan at all. I think it's quite easy for me. It's like I take six or seven or 10 minutes, depending on what I'm eating and kind of if I have leftovers kind of plug in to the next day. I take a few minutes to plan and make decisions about what I'm going to eat. And then I just eat those things. It's actually easier. But you might have a dramatic story about planning your food, about eating and doing things to support the long-term goals that you want. And that's okay. It's totally fine. I've been there. But I just want to offer that like there's there's an alternative. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It, it can actually be quite simple. And I think that's the point I was trying to make. I was like, oh, shoot. I went off on this tangent. But I believe the point I was trying to make is that, um, oh, shoot. <laughs> Again, I should stop recording this and start over, but I'm not going to. The point is, is that... Um, once we get our once we get our brain in line, the actions are actually not that hard. They're really not. The only hard part is when our brain's not in line to kind of support and like create the feelings that so effortlessly drive the actions that we want to take. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope so. Let's go back to the notes so I don't have so I don't start to say anything weird. Okay, so first of all, let me just share, again, our brains like drama. Our brains, and maybe you've noticed this, maybe you haven't. Um, I love the way Brene Brown talks about it. I'm reading one of her books called Rising Strong. Love it. And she has a Netflix documentary. I think it's still on Netflix that talks about kind of the stories that we create. Like we fill in the blanks. It's like, do you remember when we were all masked up? all the time. Thankfully, it's not like that in America anymore. I don't think we were just recently in Taiwan. And in Jakarta, it's all really loosened up. I don't know that there's anywhere that we're, we're required to wear a mask anymore. But in Taiwan, you have to wear a mask if you're in like, like we we're on the subway a lot. And like, we tried to do it out of respect and like the Uber or if we we're in a taxi. Um, but remember when our entire world was masks all the time. We moved from Hawaii to Virginia um, in 2020. So we moved to Virginia and then our church was not meeting in person. It was meeting virtually. So, okay, we're doing that. And then we went back to meeting in person, but even meeting in person, everybody was masked up. And um, so we met all these new people who are lovely and now are dear friends of ours, but we met all these people that we went to church with masked up and I have never, I had never seen their faces before. Right. Okay. And then the time came where masks were no longer required and we all took off our masks and it wasn't that lovely. And I just remember being really surprised, like, wow, my, and this happened at my daughter's preschool. And that was really the only things we did because I was homeschooling our older kids. So I knew I was meeting people that I'd never met before at my daughter's preschool. And then I was meeting people at um, church and then we took off our masks and I was like, huh, my brain was filling in the blanks on what the rest of your face looked like. And that is not what I pictured. It was so interesting that I could see, you know, a certain portion of someone's face, but then when the rest of their face was revealed to me, it was like, 
it was so interesting to see how convinced my brain was of what I had for the details that I had filled in that my brain had filled in without me even really realizing it. And then when they took their masks off, be, just being so surprised and like surprised that whatever like fake reality in my brain of what I thought their face looked like wasn't reality. And like what was on their face was actual reality, right? And it was just interesting to be, for my brain to be like, wow, that is not what I pictured you to look like. And I bring that up because we do the same thing when we fill in the blanks, when we find the story, when we're not totally sure about what happened. And this might be an interaction with someone else. This is actually great to be aware of in our relationships. Um, Just like Brene Brown talks about, she talks about a situation with her in this um, Netflix special, which I don't even know if it's still, if it's a Netflix special, but it was on Netflix. So I'm going to call it that. But she talks about this, this um, situation she had with her husband. And she noticed that like her brain was filling in all these blanks. And and in truth, none of it was what was, what was happening for her husband. But that's what we do. Like our brains create stories to make sense when there's like gaps, when we don't know exactly what happened. And that I believe happens, well, like I said, it happens in relationships, it happens in all kinds of situations, but it also happens in the stories that we tell ourselves. When there's a gap in between what we, kind of what we want and what we're, we haven't been able to achieve, or if there's some confusion, if there's some dissonance, Like if there's something like I want to be healthy and I want to lose weight and I want to, you know, build muscle and lose fat. And then there's some dissonance when I don't do the things that would lead to those results. So then our brain wants to create a story. It wants to find a story to explain the dissonance, to to explain the disconnect between what we want and what we have. And what's just good to know is that it's often very dramatic just because that's what our brains like. Our brains like drama. So let me tell you um, the story from my past. And again, it's a little bit embarrassing, but um, because before I start the story, let me just, let me just um, kind of point out that you might be thinking, well, I'm not dramatic about my weight loss. It's just really, really hard. I'm not dramatic about my weight loss. I just can't figure it out. Or I can't get my hormones balanced enough to lose weight. Or I have this um, thyroid issue. Or I have this blah, blah, blah. Or I can't seem to do this. I can't figure it out. It's too hard. I would offer that all of those things actually are dramatic. And that the things that we oftentimes think are facts, we're just like reporting the news. Like the truth is, I don't know. Um, the truth is, is that this is just too hard for me and I haven't been able to figure it out. It's very, very dramatic, but you might not recognize it as dramatic if that is, if those are the thoughts and the beliefs that you've been experiencing, choosing, allowing to, uh, bump around your brain for a long time. They won't feel dramatic if you're used to them. So, I guess that's what I'm saying here. That's the point I want to make before I share my embarrassing story. I'm not putting it off. I promise. I really want to say this point. (laughs) I might be putting it off. 
but just be willing to look at the thoughts and the beliefs you have about your own weight loss efforts and be willing to recognize them as drama if that applies. And it's just been my, I mean, I'm willing to be wrong here, but it's my, it's been my experience with myself, with people I know, with my clients, um, with people that I've kind of talked to that maybe I've offered some help to in other interactions that aren't my clients, they, the stories just tend to be dramatic. So kind of open up to that possibility. Is this dramatic? I know it's kind of, it's like if you live in the chaos of like toddlers at home. Oh man, I remember when, oh man, I remember that. And it, it's like chaotic and crazy. This is a good, this is a good example. We aren't trying to make our point as fast as possible here, are we? Okay, good. So my husband has a friend. He's actually our friend, but um, my husband and he, my husband had lots of really, really good, good friends when he was um, stationed in Japan before he met me. And then he moved to North Carolina. Um, this is, he was in the Air Force. He was, he had been a pilot and his second, his first duty station out of pilot training was um, Japan. Um, right in Tokyo. And then his second assignment was North Carolina where I lived. And so he moved there and a friend of his moved there as well. Actually, several of them moved to North Carolina, but he met me and we started dating and I got to know his friend. I love his friend so much. I don't know why. I think it's, there's just something, this is what I should say to make this make sense. He came to visit us in Hawaii. He came to visit us in Beijing I think those are the only places anyway. I love this guy so much, but you need to know that he's single and he has no children. And he came, when he comes to visit us, it has never before been more like, the idea that you would choose to get married and have children never seemed so insane as when he's there staying with us. And he's just like, what is happening, right? I'm just like, to him, it's probably like chaotic ridiculous like why you guys chose to have all these four kids like none of them were a surprise I don't understand like you would choose this but to us it's not ridiculous it's not mostly it's not ridiculous and mostly it's not um crazy it's just this is just our this is how we live but when he comes to visit I'm just like oh it's just so interesting to look at the difference between his life and my husband's life right so when he's not there, I'm like, yeah, this is just life. This is how it goes. And then when he shows up, I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of crazy. Why do we do this to ourselves? Right. And then I have good answers about that. I have, we have lots of reasons why we do this to ourselves and children are a huge blessing and I wouldn't trade our life for anything, but he, he shows up and I'm hoping he'll come um, visit us in Jakarta. I think he will because he's always down for an adventure. But when he shows up, I'm like, yeah, what is, this is insane what we do to ourselves (laughs) so I share that story because if you're just living with these dramatic stories in your head you're just like yeah this is how it goes I'm a woman I'm in my you know 30s 40s maybe this is just this is this is just how it is it's really hard this is ridiculous I can't figure it out this is you know blah 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 but I want to be that single friend to show up and be like uh are you sure do you really want to be Do you really want that in your brain? Is that, are you sure that's not dramatic? That feels a little dramatic. So let me be that person for you. So just consider it, that the water that you're swimming in, (laughs) you're not aware of it, but it might be dramatic, okay? 
And again, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. It's just welcome to being a human, but we can increase our awareness around it and make a choice that isn't so dramatic and make a choice that makes it easier to, um, to achieve your weight loss goals. Okay. All right. So it's story time again. Like I said, this is a little bit embarrassing, but I just had this really strange, it's kind of weird, actually, this really strange story that my husband deserved quote unquote, a wife who was more fit than me. Again, it's kind of embarrassing to admit that, but that story lived in my brain. I let that story, I examined that story for years. I believed it. And I have to be honest with you. It felt pretty normal. Again, I feel like I should like lay on um, a couch somewhere and let someone take a closer look at this. There's probably things to be learned, but it felt normal when it was just living in the corners of my brain before I really shed light on it, right? Have you ever had something and then you tell some, like had something kind of something you were thinking or considering, and then you go to share it with someone else and you're like, oh, that might not be normal. (laughs) But it did feel normal. I was just like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like he's pretty fit. He was fit. He still is fit. Like in an, in an, such an annoying way, right? It's like his metabolism is just like lightning fast. He's one of those guys where you're like, I can be, you know, like killing myself to lose weight. This is in the past because I did a lot of like spinning my wheels. Anyway, I could be trying, like trying my hardest, doing like something stupid extreme and like ridiculous, like giving up carbs to lose weight. And maybe I lose a, a couple pounds, right? Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of weight loss, but it just feels ultimately, it just feels hard and impossible. And like the payoff is not great versus him. He would be like, hmm. I'm trying to, I just want to, you know, drop a couple pounds. And he would like, I can remember one time, this was probably about 10 years ago. And he's like, I'm just going to take like two less bites at dinner. Or, or I'm just going to take, like he used to, we'd go to Chick-fil-A and he'd take like the, one of the buns, like the top bun off of his Chick-fil-A sandwich. And he'd be down five pounds in like a week and a half later. And I'm like, oh, I really don't like you even a little bit at all. So I guess another dramatic story was that this is so easy for him. But the truth is, I mean, actually, I hadn't considered that. But that totally backs up kind of where I live now, which is like, let's make these tiny switches. He would be like, I'm going to take two less bites of my food and be down weight, like noticeably down in like a week and a half. I mean, so, so annoying, right? Please tell me that you're on my side on this one. But that like, that's what I do now instead of I've kind of switched, right? I don't, I, I don't like to do those extreme things. I like to eat in ways that I like to eat, but then I tailor the amounts to support the goals, whatever it is I'm trying to do at the moment, but no more of this extreme stuff. No more of this giving up entire food groups, restricting myself, not eating for most of the day. None of that stuff. So maybe I'm on his side now. I still would argue because I also have a dramatic brain that perhaps he could do the things that I'm doing and he would see results faster. Maybe. He does seem to be genetically living in a superior place than me. (laughs) Oh, look, another dramatic story. Okay, so back to my embarrassing story is that I just believed that my husband deserved a fitter wife. 
a wife that was more fit than me. I even would find myself like online and I would see a picture of a woman. I'd be like, wow, she'd be perfect for my husband. What? (laughs) Who says that? Who thinks that? But like, it was very dramatic. And of course it was untrue. I'm the perfect person for my husband. And I add things to his life that he couldn't get from anyone else, right? I'm, I just happen to believe that he's perfect for me and I'm perfect for him. But I carried this dramatic story that I wasn't for a long time, that somehow it would be better if his wife looked different than me. And let me be clear, this felt terrible. It was like I was trying to be like logical about the fact that I was so dissatisfied with my body and my appearance. I was trying to be logical with like, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense from a logical standpoint that like a person who looks like that, my husband, should not be with a person who looks like that, me. Especially, and this was especially hard during the years that I was giving, that I was pregnant and giving birth to our children and then breastfeeding them quite unsuccessfully, but I tried. This was hard. And I think my brain was just trying to, I don't know, maybe to get out of pain, to just be like, yeah, it's just, it just makes sense. It's logical. It makes sense. Just from like a, like a scientific standpoint, he deserves to have someone with a body composition a little bit more similar to his. But that wasn't getting me anywhere. It wasn't logical. It was dramatic. It was so dramatic. And it felt terrible. And what it did is it didn't make me want to go to the gym. It didn't make me want to go and like marinate some chicken and roast some broccoli. (laughs) It made me want to go and eat the whole bag of chips and the whole bag of the chocolate chips and really like make sure that that butt print of mine was in that couch for good, right? Like I can remember when my, when my oldest kids were little, it's so funny to look back on now the experience and the wisdom that comes with like raising children and just, just with getting older, but like my, you know, 25, 26, 27, 28 year old me who would literally, I would sit on the couch and I would turn on the today show in the morning. Michael would go to work. He was a instructor pilot in Texas. Oh, it was so fun. We bought our first house. We had these two little kids and I would sit and watch the today show for like hours. That's so crazy to me now. But I was really unhappy with a lot of, I wouldn't even say a lot of aspects of my life. I was really just unhappy with me. And it was my weight and my body. And it was a lot of things. How I was acting, you know, how I was mothering and how I was kind of not getting it together in terms of running my house and, you know, providing food for my family. Anyway, all very dramatic. But the ways that I chose to think about myself, the ways that I thought, gosh, he would be better off if he had someone who was prettier. He, he would be better off if he had someone who was, you know, more fit or in better shape. It was very dramatic. And it made me not want to work out. It made me not want to pay attention to what I was eating. It made me not want to um, do the things that, again, it's not rocket science what it is that we all need to do in order to hit the um, goals that we want in the long run. It's just when you're coming from such a negative emotion and there was a negative emotion surrounding my thoughts and my beliefs about myself and my own kind of, I mean, 
at a certain level, I think it was kind of a worthiness thing for me. Like, was I even worthy to be his wife? Which again, is just so sad and dramatic. I want to go back and give that girl a hug because she was, she was amazing just as she was. And I would say the same thing to you, whatever dramatic, maybe sad story, hard story, hard things to believe about yourself that you're believing that you're thinking about yourself. I want to give you a hug and I want to tell you that you're amazing, that no, there's nothing that you need to do to make yourself more worthy, more valuable. You're already amazing just as you are. You're are at you. Let me slow down so I can speak clearly. You are already adding so much worth and value to the people who are lucky enough to know you, especially those ones that are lucky enough to have you in their family, lucky enough to call you wife, lucky enough to call you mom. It's already there. There's nothing you need to do. So perhaps I, I hope that no one has the same story, that no one's story matches mine. Cause again, it's a painful story, but it's dramatic. And I just let it live in there for the longest time. And now I know through coaching and through being willing to take a look at what I was thinking and believing, now I've just chosen uh, more fun things to think about myself. (laughs) I want to say this in in a compelling way, but like, it's no fun. I don't want to, I don't want to make this too casual, but like, it's no fun to believe that your husband deserves to be with someone who looks who has a better body composition than you, who's fitter than you. It's no fun. It's way more fun to believe that like my husband won the jackpot when he met me and he, and I said, yes, when he proposed to me jackpot, like he's lucky to have me. I'm lucky to have him. He's lucky to have me. He's lucky to have himself. I'm lucky to have myself. That's just such a more fun way to think and believe. And I would say way more empowering because when you believe that you're okay and you're all right and things are going well, it's so much easier to then build upon that. There's no problem to be solved here. I had this conversation with a different client this morning who's trying to drink more water. She was like, I just, I don't know. I know I should be drinking more. I'm like, "Mm, I think you're drinking enough. She seemed a little confused. (laughs) She's like, no, I think I need to be drinking. Like, I don't know. Don't they say half, I need to drink half of my body weight in ounces. I'm like, I mean, maybe, but like when we come from this idea that like you're not doing enough, what does feeling does that create? And for her, she said it creates a feeling of failure. And I was like, okay, so then now you have to figure out how to drink more water while also feeling like a failure. It's just heavy, right? So the truth is you're already drinking enough water because I believe you woke up this morning and you did all the things that you, your body was there for you and all the things that you wanted to do today. So I think you're drinking enough water. There may be, you maybe want to drink more. There may be some benefits out there that you could tap into if you drink more water, if you were more hydrated. That's certainly the case for me. Like I do things, a lot of things go a lot better for me when I drink more water. But when I can do it from like, we find sufficiency in what we're already doing, then we build upon that. Not, this is a huge problem to solve. Let's like, Let's figure it out. That's heavy. That's hard. So there's nothing you need to do in order to like prove your worth or contribute more value to your family or your life or whatever it is. 
No, you're already enough. You're already sufficient. And it might be really fun if you could, I don't know, um, fit into a smaller jean size than when you were in high school. It might be fun. Not everyone's like that. But for me, that's where I'm at now. That's what I've gotten. That's where I've, I've grown to. When I was willing to drop the dramatic story of like not being enough or not being right. Totally. I was right. I was more than right. I was perfect. Perfect for my husband. Perfect for me. And you're the same way. So clear up that dramatic story you might be telling yourself. Now, this brings me to number two. I have a lot of clients tell me this story. So this might be yours. But maybe the story is like, I don't know where to start. Again, I chose this one because it does seem so like innocent. Like, no, I really don't know where to start. But it's it's a total lie that your brain has sold you on. And the reason your brain has sold you on it Number one, it loves trauma, as we've already um, pointed out. But also, your brain, well, the other thing, let, let me say this real quick. The other reason why I think our brain loves drama is because when we're dramatic about things, it, it holds us back. It keeps us from making changes and growing. And the truth is, is from a survival standpoint, our brain wants us to stay the same. The motivational triad of the brain which worked really well when we were humans that lived in caves and food and calories were very scarce. That is no longer the case. But the motivational triad of the brain is to number one, um, seek pleasure. Number two, avoid pain. And number three, reduce effort, which basically just means our brain likes to do things the way we've always done them because we can go on that autopilot and it actually conserves calories. It's like if you've lived somewhere for a long time, you drive home in like... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Just like on automatic. You're you, oftentimes if you've if you've made the drive a lot, you're just like like maybe you'll drive. I can remember driving home from work um, in North Carolina, and it was like oh, I don't I don't really remember how I got here. I just know because my brain like shuts off because I I just know it so so well. I, we don't have to think about it. And then if you move to a new place, often in the same city, it's like kind of tricky because you're like, oh, snap. And if you don't pay attention, then you'll drive back to where you used to live instead of like, oh, no, 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 we need to go this way. That requires more calories. And so again, from a survival standpoint, our brain's like, no, we need to reduce effort and do things the way we've always done them. My brain was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's keep thinking that like this is a disaster it's impossible. I can't figure it out. It's too hard because then we get to sit on the couch and eat. My brain's like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait a second. I think we can make a better choice. <laughs> but uh, like I said, you may have this story, but I've certainly heard it from others. where like, I just don't know where to start. And if we just for five minutes you just said, you know what? Let's suspend that dramatic story. Let's decide that I do know where to start and what might that be? I bet if you did that, you could find, you could make a list very quickly of about five things you could do to start, quote unquote, to get back on track, quote unquote, whatever that word, whatever that means. The dramatic stories are often a lie. And sometimes our, I mean, our brain is always trying to be helpful. Sometimes our brains can be helpful, but in these dramatic stories, I actually don't think they are helpful at all. But the truth here is that you could very easily find a place to start because if you had a friend come to you, this is what's so interesting to me. If you had a friend come to you and say, 
oh my gosh, I'm just so frustrated. None of my jeans fit. I can't figure this out. I've got high school reunion in about four months and I just, I just don't even know what to do. I don't even know where to start. It's just a disaster. It's hopeless. Can you help me? Can you, what do you think I should do? I believe in that moment, you could absolutely help your friend figure out a few things that she could do to get started, to get her closer to her goals, because it's not a dramatic story because it's not your story. She's dramatic about her efforts, but you're not dramatic about her efforts because you don't need to be, right? So if you could find, figure, help your friend figure out where to start, quote unquote, you could absolutely do the same for you. As soon as you were willing to drop the dramatic story, which is I don't know where to start. It might sound like, oh, I wonder if I do know where to start. I wonder what it might look like if I started. I wonder what it might look like for me to take one step towards what I actually want on Monday. What would that look like? What could I start with? When you start asking yourself those questions, which again is the opposite of a dramatic story. It's a very boring story. Like I bet I can figure this out. Hmm. What could I do? Well, then you, you could show your brain that no, we actually do know. And when you're willing to, to tell your brain like, no, we do know, or we might know, or it's possible. Or, it, or if I, if I didn't believe that I didn't have the answer, what might I say? Sometimes I like to trick my brain. If I did know, my answer would probably be blah, 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 blah. I just want to challenge you that it's the dramatic stories. Well, I want to challenge you to look for the dramatic stories in your own brain and in your own life, in your own situation. That is, I would offer keeping you from your weight loss success. What is it that you're believing and is it dramatic? And what could you swap it out for? Again, like I said, this is what I do. So if you feel like you have some dramatic stories that you'd like to leave behind, the best thing you can do is hop on a call with me. I'm doing intro sessions. It's so great because we do two things. Number one, I'm going to give you your numbers. I'm going to give you your macro numbers to get you started. This is this in and of itself is super valuable because it gives you a place to start. Now, the numbers are always a starting off point. You can adjust Generally, you'll need to adjust, but we give you a starting off point. But the other thing that's actually way more valuable than the numbers, there were there was a time when I'd be like, I just need the numbers. <laughs> but the other thing I do is we spend our time together. I actually give you the numbers after the call. We meet for um, an hour and we talk about what's happening in your brain that's keeping you from your weight loss. You got to hop on this call with me if you're having trouble hitting your weight loss goals on your own. If there's more that you want, if there's goals or results that you want to create and you haven't been able to do so, like there is literally no better place for you to be than on a call with me. And I say that, I mean, with confidence, it's a, it's a bold statement, but I actually believe it. Um, and they're, they're a little... They're a little limited, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm looking ahead. It's almost, let's see, it's April. Can you believe it's April? Um, and my, I'm going to be limiting my hours this summer as we, I believe, travel a little bit. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, is now is a great time because there'll be a time coming up where I won't have much availability to do these calls. And I just, I 
love to meet with people and to give them this help, even if they don't aren't interested or don't ultimately hire me to be their coach. I love doing these calls. It's one, it's the highlight of my week. So if you want one of these slots, I do a couple a week. Um, you just email me at hello at beccabrown.com. That's two C's, Becca Brown. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at Becca Brown the Coach. And you can find me there. Um, and you can just DM me and we, I can, you can snag a spot that way, whatever's easiest. Um, but for sure, I just want to offer that there's a story that's not dramatic that tells of a person, you, who's amazing and wonderful and worthy and valuable and is just a freaking jackpot to her husband and to her children. Again, that's you. That story is available. It's out there. It exists. You may not be choosing it now, but I want to offer that you could choose it and you can take the steps and challenge the beliefs and the thoughts that you have in order to be able to choose that thought and that belief to guide you, to be kind of the operating system running in your own background. It's what I do now. And it is just (laughs) the difference between that and not having that and having that not be my go-to could not be more stark. I find so much peace and I'm so much better able to be there and to be the mom and the wife and the sister and the friend and the daughter and the follower of Christ and daughter of my heavenly father. It's just, I mean, weight loss is there, but it goes so far beyond that. So thank you for being here. That got a little heavy at the end, but I really, I honestly, this is, this is valuable work and I want to share it with as many people as I can. Cause I think we all honestly are amazing and have so much to offer. And when we start to recognize that, that's when the peace comes in. That's when we're able to reach and grow and develop and, and, um, create things in our life that we could never dream of before. So, all right. Thanks for being here. I think I already said that. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye.